Let's pray in. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity to come together today, Lord, and just be honest, Lord God, and be vulnerable. We thank you that this is a space where we can just speak to you, Father, and cry out to you, Lord God, and just come as your daughters and say, these are the things that are plaguing our hearts, Father, and these are the ways that we think that we are able to be of help to other people, Lord, by just sharing our stories and sharing our testimonies. So we thank you that you're going to use us as a vessel, Lord God, to reach your people. And we pray together in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, so for this episode, we wanted to talk about an episode we did in our season one, right? Season one, mm-hmm. um, where we talked about a God-led love detox and how we know that, you know, as Christians, we are not immune to heartbreak. We are not immune to unhealthy relationship patterns. And in order to break that, sometimes God calls us into a time of isolation. Mm. And we want to talk about the results of that. You know, and I know we talked about, you know, different fasting and our results of those different things, but specifically dealing with relationships, specifically dealing with love um, and how it's benefited us, the challenges and even, you know, the not so good parts about that journey. Um, So, yeah, let's talk about that. So for you, Monica. What do you think was the hardest thing about it? And what are some of the, I guess, things that you've learned that you're like, okay, mm. I've gained I've gained something from this? I think for me, the hardest thing about the God-led love detox was me realizing all the ways that I was using the person as an escape. and then having to come to God with the things that I usually would feel like, oh, you know, I can talk to this person about this thing or like I can I can just feel this like safety and security. So having to reform my relationship with God and seeing him as like not just my father, but also my diary and yeah, so I think that was like a hard part. And then also having to um, create the safe space that me and the person had with other people so that I didn't feel like, oh, this is a void. So that's actually something I feel like I gained. Like, I think I was challenged to be a lot more vulnerable. I was challenged to be a lot more open and to just like, seek support in different ways that I hadn't done prior to that so that was really good and also just breaking that pattern that I had of in a, mo- a romantic relationship is usually an area for me that's easier to be vulnerable as opposed to other um, relationships in my life so that definitely had to be broken and then just expecting things out of a person that they are clearly showing you that they don't have capacity to fulfill and also expressing that to you and that being okay. And then also seeing the patterns that the person kind of reflected the different issues that I had 
with my childhood, with so many different things. So I feel like I learned <laughs> so much. And the hardest, but the hardest thing definitely was not relying on that person for emotional support, but creating an emotional support amongst a lot of different people. So even though it was hard, it was definitely something that was extremely valuable. So I don't regret it. I mean, what is, how are you going to actually retain these things though? So I think that a lot of times when we go on a journey and we mm-hmm. learn so much and gain so much, but then like, how do we retain that when we are going to go into another romantic situation? Um, That's a great question. I think the biggest thing, which is such a cliche and I keep hearing it, but honestly it's true, is the guarding my heart. And God knows I still struggle with that. And that's why he just puts natural boundaries. Like, if the person and I will talk, it's like, it won't be longer than a specific amount of time and all of these things. I just think it's like naturally putting up those boundaries to not get into, not fall back into old habits. But then also in terms of like retaining what I've learned, I think I just have to be proactive about that. And I have been even though it's hard because it's like obviously going against something that was natural to me to do for so long because I've seen the benefits and I've seen how much I've grown from being obedient to God in this area. I just don't want to go backwards. Like the process of detachment, it was just, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't too much. Like it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Cause I'm remembering I did cry. I did cry. But once like I got over the hurdle, the growth part I feel like is so good that I don't want to slip back into it and then have having to go through the process all over again. You know, like I'd rather just build on what I know. So I'm being proactive about that as opposed to easily slipping back into like, okay, this is my safe place. Bye everybody. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that's so true. I think that's something that I have to take from that God love, God led love detox season Mm -hmm. is, you know, before I go and tell my problems to someone, before I go and vent out all these things, because I need a space where I can be vulnerable. I have to Mm -hmm. take God and God has been on me. Like he has been on me about it like mm-hmm. so much because I literally will feel that spirit of conviction mm-hmm. um especially in our relationship mm-hmm. I am so ready to be like I'm gonna tell Micah what I'm dealing with and I remember um just recently like having such a hard conversation with someone I love and mm-hmm. someone that I truly felt like okay, we are meant to be together. Like God wants us to be together, all these things. And that conversation just leaving me devastated because it doesn't look like it's going to, you know, turn out the mm-hmm. way that I wanted. And the conversation definitely, definitely didn't turn out the way I expected it to. Mm-hmm. And just feeling so broken. And I literally called Monica and it didn't go through. And I was like, Okay. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, you didn't answer or something. Mm-hmm. So 
So then I was like, hey, God, like, I know you want me to come to you about Mm -hmm. it. I'm like, I feel guilty because I'm like, God, am I allowed to cry? Am I allowed to feel Am I allowed to... Because I feel like in that season, like, God wanted me to have... God wants me to have faith that it's going to work out for my good. And faith is something that I'm like, okay, yeah, I've been... As I get closer to God, I realize like the faith, the service level faith that I have isn't really the faith that can hold me through dark seasons, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. I'm realizing like, oh, I need I need more faith or I need to mm-hmm. cultivate the faith that I already have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just realizing in the midst of that, how can you be hopeful and believing for God that everything's mm-hmm. going to work out, but then let a situation take you out of the game emotionally? So that's the guilt that I was feeling. And like, I do struggle with feeling, especially dealing with heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Is Am I allowed to like cry and feel so broken about this? Even though, God, I know you're going to turn it around. I don't feel like sometimes I just feel like, oh, God doesn't want to hear me cry about this because he's more so telling me, get up. You're going to be fine. You know, mm-hmm. so having that moment where I'm like trying to call you and then it wasn't going through. And then I just start breaking down. Like I just start breaking. Like, oh, my gosh. I have never cried so much. I don't even, I feel like it's been a long time that I've cried mm-hmm. that much in my life. And I was just crying, 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 crying. And then after I, that was like, you know, I kind of was like coming down off of crying. That's when we were able to talk. Mm-hmm. And like I was crying, but I was also praying. And I was also mm-hmm. just like, telling God, like, I was just like going through my stages of grief with God. Mm-hmm. And so I think that personally for me with the God-led love detox, it's been bittersweet mm-hmm. because I felt like I was making, you know, a sacrifice that in the mm-hmm. long run I would still be able to be with the person, you know, and I just, or like be with the person or be in the space that God wants me to be. Right. Right. And I think like I didn't necessarily know what that looked like. So for me, like we had said a previous episode or something like that with each other, but you know, you don't want to make permanent decisions off of temporary emotions. Mm -hmm. With the God Led Love Detox, it's like, you know, I was kind of in the midst of talking to someone and just telling them, like, okay, I think God wants me to be in a season of isolation. And that's really hard to do, you mm-hmm. know? But it's, like, I think the time of when I did it, of like, we, we were already kind of in a shocky situation. Mm-hmm. But I realize now, like, it's because of my disobedience and putting that person as an idol to God that God kind of had to do it in the way that he did it. Mm-hmm. But coming out of that situation and just having that expectation on God to repair it and then for it to not look like we it's like it's not looking like we're getting back together God so I'm like you know having to deal with the sacrifice of okay I was obedient to you and I was you know went in that period of space father to focus on you and to dispel the idols and to not put this make this person stand in the gap of Mm -hmm. what you are supposed to be to me God but Mm -hmm. then having a situation where like that relationship isn't guaning 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. And especially when you feel like you should be rewarded in a way, mm. like for your mm. obedience. But I realized like that type of isolation comes at least at it came from me. Yeah, it does come mm. at a cost, you know, and I think mm-hmm. I think of like David of like in Bathsheba mm-hmm. and like, the child that he lost of like, okay, yes, you know, the child essentially was a good thing, but because you were disobedient, that's something that God had to take away. Mm-hmm. And that was the sacrifice in that moment. But God having mercy to restore another child and mm-hmm. that child then being in the lineage of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like kind of like having that expectation, like, okay, God, like we're going to restore, you know? <laughs> so we don't necessarily know what God's restoration looks like. Right. That's what right. we're doing other people and other people's emotions mm-hmm. it's like just because god told me to do it doesn't mean that it's not gonna have an effect it wasn't gonna have an effect on the person it wasn't gonna mm-hmm. hurt them even though i felt like right. I was what was best for me mm-hmm. you know and then just dealing with that level of heartbreak mm-hmm. yeah i was like god Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, yo, how do we as Christians navigate heartbreak? Like, it's hard. You know? I mean, you said something. You said a lot. You said a lot. And one of the things, <laughs> though, what I mean that in the sense of like, oh, there's a lot that I could respond to, but specifically, um, the point of like, how do we deal with heartbreak? When you were explaining how you wanted to call me and it didn't go through and you were like god like can i cry about this thing like is it okay to be sad we are first children and this is even something you told me that because we're getting closer to god we're at a point where our dependency even if the idols are there around we cannot lean on those things anymore we have to lean on god and so because we are like children like the bible says to come to like children we can cry you know because at the end of the day a child is going to express their emotions right but the difference in being a child in the presence of god versus like being a child regular well no actually no it's the same you have to trust your parent so we can cry but we have to trust our parent and i think dealing with heartbreak is hard because in the moment you want to do everything but trust because your situation doesn't look like promising. It doesn't look like what you think or perceive that it should be. But at the end of the day, God's ways are not our ways. So like you said, even in doing something that you know God has told you to do, you're not shielded from whatever that is going to cause, whatever is going to happen. You're not shielded from that and how that will affect you. You know, like, David lost his son and he ripped off all his clothes and he was crying, you know, because that's how he felt. And it's okay to feel those things. But like God was telling Job when he started questioning him, he said, hold up, were you there when I put the sun in the sky, the stars in the sky? You weren't there, you know, but it doesn't mean that you can't come with their emotions you can and you should and that's why he didn't let the call go through because he wanted you to cry out to him he wanted you to sit there you know and i've had moments like that too where a god has literally 
telling me like in this moment like you may well actually i'm the opposite because me i don't be wanting to tell you anything and god be having me get on the phone and start breaking down and i'll be like you're funny you're funny well, but, that's, that's like yeah crap. exactly where it's like that the opposite but all that to say like god knows what you need in that moment so he knows he knew that what he wanted you to do was cry out to him and that's what you needed because in like contrary to popular belief people think that like oh you know if i just like go to god about everything like what is the use of like my support system when you go to god first you are so much better equipped to even be able to receive from other people to even be able to like receive the support that you need all of those things you like you think in the moment it's like oh you know i just cried out to god like it didn't really do anything i was just crying but it really does. And I, I even noticed that when we we're talking, it's like, I was saying a lot of things that I could imagine, like, okay, coming, being in a situation where it's like, this is my situation, I'm heartbroken. I feel like if you didn't cry out to God first, you would be a lot less receptive because you would, re- you would perceive what I'm saying as like, I'm not understanding you. I don't get it. Or whatever the case is when it's like, no, I'm speaking faith into the situation. And if you haven't, gotten out all of your emotions to god yet then you can't even receive what i'm saying you know you're gonna take that as you know i'm not understanding i am and it's just like the conversation could go a completely different way because your your heart posture is not in a state of receiving if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think that it's so beneficial when we go to God first about an issue. Like I even have that in a, uh, another sense that I will say is similar. Like for me, I had like I used to write these crazy long paragraphs to a person, and he would just be like, "Which even when I would reread them, I'm like, this is just not making any sense." And God literally told me, "Like you need to write the draft to me, and I'm gonna refine your speech." And when I would do that, it would be so clear. So it's like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do all the time. You know, it's like you can't just always just like come with all of your things because at the end of the day, that's not for the other person to carry. That's for God to carry, you know. Mm-hmm. And once God has, you know, taken your burdens in, you're now able to connect with the other people and share those things but it's not coming from a place of like okay here you go now you know i've let it all out yeah no that is so true and i think that that is oh important i thought about when we read divine disruption Mm -hmm. um, tony evans family Mm -hmm. and so the son was like so upset, so angry with losing his cousin, losing his mom, losing all the people in the family that they were losing. Mm-hmm. And he, he, the dad was kind of saying, Tony Evans was saying like, you know, you can be angry, but you got to take that to God. You can be angry. Mm-hmm. God. It's okay to bring those emotions and have it with God. Don't harbor it. You know, you can be angry and you can't question him. Mm-hmm. but you can be angry to him you can be bad and as long as you bring that up so you won't bring it out mm-hmm. and bring it yes. out in a productive way mm-hmm. and then, like, in a way that's hurtful 
Exactly. Because hurtful for yourself, hurtful for the people around you. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, too, it's like when you have gone through that, there, like, it's even like a process, you know, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're being vulnerable to God. And I really sat there and I was like talking to God in a way where like I remember I used to talk to God mm-hmm. when I was child like i just because people be like oh god's your friend god's your friend god, mm-hmm. and be like okay god like today you know this is this so i really was like crying like god but, like i just want him to love me like Aww. why can't you just love me you Aww. know and like having that conversation with god in that way like it was like that childlike mm-hmm. and i think that it helped, especially, you know, now I can have a reasonable conversation, you know, because <laughs> what would happen if it was just like, okay, you said one thing and that like triggered, mm-hmm. triggered the rejection, triggered mm-hmm. the heartbreak, triggered mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. then it caused a breakdown in our relationship. Right. You know, like now I don't want to talk to her about this thing because she doesn't understand. And mm-hmm. all these instead of like, you know, coming to God and it's like, you know, pouring, pouring, pouring. And mm-hmm. then eventually when you pour, pour, pour out, he eventually pours into you. Yes. And gives you that like, okay, all right. You know, I heard you. I see you. I recognize what you're going through. But at the same time, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, like everything's going to be okay. And just like whatever God tells you in those moments, um, he likes that he knows what we need. He knows what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I definitely felt that in that moment of like, okay, yeah. Even even with God, it's like he can't even really speak to you until you've gotten all that stuff out. Yeah. You know? And I remember I was so dramatic. I literally opened Lamentations. <laughs> and I was like, no, because my brain was like, I am lamenting, and I need to open a scripture that's going to really. Ha- and then I'm leading lamentations, and it's so good. It's like, it's it like my really word right here. Let me even open it's, it. Like, it, was, it is really good. It was I, used, all of my I literally used um when I was uh roaming through different um scriptures to use for my book since a lot of it is like sad it was like i basically wanted to use the whole book of lamentations and i was like no let's switch it up (laughs) let's switch it up no it's just like i'm like this is too good there's so many gems in there it is and it's like it's that like poetry of Mm -hmm. emotions and Mm -hmm. then i think like what even kind of stuck out to me was like um, seeing like okay, this is what where this was taking place and what was happening during that time, mm-hmm. and then I'm as I'm reading as I'm reading, and then I'm getting you know, um, to like three in chapter four, and then the hope starts coming in, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You're like, mm, nobody's trying to hear this. I'm like, yo, like, I'm like, but I'm crying, but I'm sad, like, you know, the parts of it of just being like, you know, still having hope and all these things. 
And I'm just like, oh gosh, like ain't nobody trying to hear that. No, <laughs> this is too good. I'm reading it in the message version. <laughs> God. Yo, and it literally so had good. that part. You know that you know that song that we love? And it's like I remember he always says like in Lamentations three twenty two. Yes, to the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because, because and, I'm every morning. Morning. and I'm like, crying. His faithfulness is great. <laughs> I'm reading that part. I'm like, mm. yeah. and it's no point of God is like, okay, okay, and it's getting out your sorrow. It's getting out your sorrow. It's getting out mm-hmm. your sorrow. Like okay, but remember who I am, <laughs> and I'm like, remember oh. who I am. Remember whose you are. Remember who you are. Okay, if when you remember who you are, you remember who I am. And I'm no, you gotta read it in the message version because it's so dramatic. I think it was sincere. No, I was dramatic that day. Like I literally felt like. It's just like God, like I literally, I literally wanted to put, go outside, tear my clothes as if I was in the Old Testament, and put yeah. ashes on top of my head yeah. and put them in clothes. Like yeah. that's literally no, that's literally, my love will do that to you. Yo, and then I went to go, and then for some reason I had to pass through the Song of Solomon. I don't Why? know how. I don't know when. No. And it's talking about don't open, don't awaken love until it's time. And I'm like, shut up. Mm-hmm. That's shut true. Up. I don't want to hear that right now because <laughs> it's awakened. It's stirred up. <laughs> no, but that gets into a whole conversation of like the way that we're doing dating now, it leads us to be privy to heartbreak. Like it literally is like that. Yeah. No, because that person becomes our God. Yeah. It's like our idol. Like I know I should pray about this thing, but I feel more comfort in going to babe, telling babe about my Mm -hmm. heart and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and their hug and their Mm -hmm. words of encouragement Mm -hmm. is that immediate endorphins I need Mm -hmm. to continue on my day instead Mm -hmm. of me going on my knees and praying, giving the situation to God, whatever the case is. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel more acceptance. I feel more love Mm -hmm. when I'm having sex with this person Mm -hmm. than when God is correcting me, you know? So I think that just opens our heart up and like Mm -hmm. like as in Song of Solomon's like love is so strong. Love Mm -hmm. is super, super, super strong. Mm -hmm. And it has the ability to do so much. Like she Mm -hmm. was like if a man was to sell everything he owned, people will despise love. Mm -hmm. You know, but people will do that for love. Yeah. You know in the same breath, you're doing all these crazy things for love and you hate. You, like, you, have you ever loved someone so much you hate that you love them? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. like, oh my god. Ooh, I don't want to love you. you. When you think about it, though, you see how powerful love is? If we was to be able to conceptualize, God loves us 10,000 times more no! than that type of love. Like, oh my god. If oh, we I to- the sound, but... <laughs> If well, we were to come girl. to the revelation, if we were to truly like, I remember when I like God revealed that to me, like, yo, like you don't understand my love, you don't understand, because if you think for one second 
even this extreme emotion that you're feeling towards another person that I don't feel 10,000 more than that for you. And it's like, look at how heartbroken you feel. Imagine how God feels. We disappoint him every single day. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. That's the revelation that happens every single day. That's how I know. God, the spirit that's working is one. One. That is literally, like, I was like, I was looking out the window, too. You know, I had this view of, you know, the sky. Yo, you? And I was just looking out the window, and I'm like, this is how you feel, God. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I effed up. I effed up. <laughs> I'm like this is literally this is literally how God feels. And I'm like, yeah. yo, this is like this mm-hmm. hurts so much. Like this mm-hmm. is overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, this is how you feel about me. And you just how you mm-hmm. feel about me even using this person mm-hmm. as a source where I should be getting that love from you from or that validation from you using that person as that you're literally sitting there with these emotions. Yeah. And it's like no wonder you you're raining brim fire on us. Like Bro. Yeah, wonder because Bro. what are y'all doing? You know, and, and I love like and I just think of the song like with Maverick City, like your bride is in adultery. And then that's when I have to start mm-hmm. repenting. Like, I'm like, oh, God, I'm an adulterer. Like, God, I repent. I repent. Yo, yo. Because if this is really, like, just a, a slice, a taste mm-hmm. of what you feel when I'm putting all these frivolous things of a life that are no comparison to who you are to me or who I am to you and equating it to the greatness of God. Mm-hmm sick you're sick Bro. Well, god forbid but that is like god is truly upset with that so mm-hmm. i definitely humble my heart mm-hmm. 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 i remember when i had a dream and god thank you for speaking to me in the dreams even though i be shook thank you for speaking to me in the dream of like feeling that consuming fire and reading that in Hebrews 12, our God is a consuming fire. And fire can be used to create life and to destroy it. And it's so funny because I have a whole poem about, like, when you love like fire. And I was talking about, like, myself. But really, to understand that God is, like, a consuming fire and to know, like, scriptures, like, okay, the bush was burning but it was not consumed right you Mm. just know that god can decide how to love and correct and they're both fully god you know we often think of god in the sense of like oh you know the grace and the love and god is that but he's also the conviction and the correction both at the same time but in one entity and that's how powerful god is Um, the lion and the lamb the lion and the lamb the lion and the lamb at the same time i literally opened up my thing look i wanted to open up the song of solomon and why i'm opening up and i'm not even i wasn't even getting to the part that i wanted to really get up to and I see the verse as you're saying it, like that consuming fire. 
Mm -hmm. And eight six, it says, set me as a seal upon thy heart, as a seal upon thy arm, for love is strong as death. Jealousy Ooh. is cruel as the grave. The cold thereof coals of fire, Ooh. which has a most venomous flame. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Many waters cannot quench love, Did neither can the floods drown it. If a man would, that's what I was saying. If a man would give all his substance of his house for love, it would be, it would utterly be content. Mm. That's an interesting word. And that's why mm. I love the King James Version. It just gives you all these interesting words. <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta, we gotta look up in the concordance. Yo, yes. <laughs> yes, we do. But like, can you see how, how, oh, powerful. Yeah. Like you said, that fire, like that is why God is a consuming fire too. And mm -hmm. that's why love is like people do describe love and passion and mm -hmm. it's red, you mm -hmm. know, and it's not fire. It's all these things. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that is also reminiscent of God as well. Like God mm -hmm. is that passion and yeah. all this stuff is like we are called to love God with all our hearts, all our minds, all our souls you know with everything within us and I remember remember when I did that reflection and that was part of my time of um during the God love led detox and realizing you know how I have put love and relationships in this place of God Mm -hmm. And I remember just saying to myself, like, okay, let me really analyze, you know, um, how I am in love. Yes. Remember that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. like, what yeah. do I look like when I'm in love? Mm -hmm. And I remember writing down all these things. Let me see if I can find it. That was really, really good. And I was just like, no. And I remember looking at that and seeing like, okay, yeah, this is not what I have my relationship with God is not reflecting mm -hmm. what I am in love. Mm -hmm. So something's not right here, mm -hmm. you know, and I know I kind of went on tangent. But no, that, that is on point even to your point of like okay you expect a god to honor your obedience right when you're in love and you show up for the person right in a certain way it's not necessarily because you expect the person to do x y and z right you're doing it out of your love for that person you know if i if i do x y and z every day for you it's not necessarily because i'm sitting there waiting for you to do the same exact thing for me back i'm just doing that out of my genuine love for you you know and with god we have to do that even more because god made the ultimate sacrifice for us so we have to think about how it feels for him to see he knows what we look like when we're in love in the world as well so to see that that is not translated in our relationship with him, how can we part our lips to say that we love him? If wow. you are in relationship with a person 
your boyfriend your and you talk to that person every day you try to make plans to see them you make intentional time to see each other all of those things and you're not translating that with god you see god on sunday you take one day out of the week for him when you take multiple days out of the week when you're in love you think god doesn't see that he sees that so we are saying we love him but like the bible says people are gonna say they knew god and he's going to say depart from me i never knew you i never knew you how can you know someone that you don't spend time with you don't try to you know cultivate learning them by reading our bible by spending time with god just one-on-one time with god like i recently like with all the fasting that i did i started to feel convicted when i would spend longer time on the phone than i did spending time with god that day i'd be like like oh god you know and i only realized that because he took me through a season of so much isolation where i was able to spend so much time with him but like you said when you're reintroduced you have to stay diligent on those habits so it's like okay yeah i'm not in that same um isolation but i still have to be intentional about saying like this is protected time because if it was any other person that i loved i would try to protect that time as well but how much more god that's supposed to be above all these people above my friends above my family above everything so if i can tell myself okay once a month i'm gonna see my family why can't i tell myself once a day i'm gonna see god well i think it's just we don't even have that real realization of what love is mm. and i think we had that conversation of like for us love is possession oh <laughs> Love is, you know, something where it's we make it about us, you know. Girl, that's even something to simmer on just now, <laughs> girl. And the reality so the is that, like, when it really hit me, when God was like, "If you love me, you will follow my commandments." Oh, like your love is going to be shown in your actions, obedience. The things that I have told you, the things that I told you are important to me. And that's what we do in relationships, right? We mm-hmm. feel like the person isn't doing what we feel like we have expressed to them is important to us. It's like, how can you love me when I told you that this is important to me and you're not prioritizing it? And that is the same thing with God. It's like, mm-hmm. if you love me, you would love me, like I told you, to love me with all your heart, your mind, your soul, everything within you, you need to be using to love me first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we do? What do we do? We say, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this is this is what I can. This is what I can. When in reality, like you said, if it was somebody else that we felt that possession towards, we well, everybody's different, but like most people would have an issue with that. Especially in relationship, romantic relationships. Like, if your partner was like, yeah, I'm gonna see you once a month, how many people would be okay with that? But how many people show up for God once a month? Or show up for Mm -hmm. God even once a week? It's like, we have to seek our relationship with with God to the level of what we're expecting out of God. You know, 
Like, if our faith is trying to move a mountain, we cannot miss a day of prayer. Can't. True. That is true. How? How are we going to break a generational curse if we read the verse of the day? Like, we just have to be realistic. That is so true. Like, even just think of a relationship and you've put in so little, but you expect so much. So much. At the end of the day, you know, that person's going to feel used. Mm-hmm. going to be like, okay, you're using me because every time I want to hang out, mm-hmm. you're not available. Every time, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that I'm saying we should do or we should you know everything i'm prompting you to do you don't want to do together mm-hmm. whatever you're not prioritizing me but when it's something that i should be doing for you your expectations are above and beyond and you're mm-hmm. impatient and you're impatient and you are so impatient and you're so- over here mad and upset at me mm. doing it on your time when mm. you can't find time for me for me that's how God- you know what? and that's what the thing when you are heartbroken honestly it is good in those moments to reflect and think. We think back and we make it less about us. And we're able to, you know, worship God in those moments with those thoughts and just say, wow, God, this is this is as much as you love me. Like, what I'm feeling for this person, that's how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and realizing that and realizing, like, even though the heartbreak is taking a lot out of you, grateful that someone feels just as crazy about me. Mm-hmm. About person. Mm-hmm. and honestly their love is not even conditional like this situation mm-hmm. is because right now it's like i didn't give the person what they wanted or i wasn't mm-hmm. enough for the person or whatever mm-hmm. the situation is that kind of made it dissipate or turned into heartbreak but there's a god in heaven that's like okay this is exactly why i don't want you to make an idol not mm-hmm. because i just want to be jealous but because i know this is not a something you can rely on mm-hmm. i know this, this is cannot sustain you mm-hmm. only I can do that. and i'm literally mm-hmm. sitting here waiting for you to realize that mm-hmm. you're stuck on this situation mm-hmm. it's like um, the, god will even purposely make the person continuously disappoint you so that you can take them down from that pedestal come on let's talk about it like, let's talk about it like what else you need ever had that thing of like no, this person would never do this to me. I literally said it on the love, on the, before we, when I was going into God led love detox, you know, I think you had said like, oh, what if this person starts talking to someone else? And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I know them. They wouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> it like it's looking like the opposite, you know? Which is so funny because you told, that was the advice you gave me when I was like, okay, trying to like get over it. You're like, yeah, you just kind of have to picture that in your mind already. And I was like, yeah, I kind of started doing that, you know. You know, we give advice, right? <laughs> this is not advice. You, you, it's easy to give, man. It's easy, easy to give. Babe. It's easy to give, but it's not easy to receive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we like, yeah, my man is uh, talking to somebody else. Like, nobody wants to do that. I had to picture it. Have no, yeah, that is true, and that's that's the part of guarding your heart. It's a sense, yes, like we shouldn't just. And we talked about that, you know, mm-hmm. being a person that had trust issues and coming to God, like God, I want to heal these trust issues. God, I want to be able to trust someone, and 
essentially we're not really called to even do that yeah <laughs> and that's like we're not called to trust situations or trust people we're called to trust to god, god. That yeah. matter what the situation is you are still gonna i have hold you to a standard mm-hmm. because you are my child yeah. so you're called to that standard regardless so you're called to love even when people aren't loving you you're called mm-hmm. to give even when people are taking from you you mm-hmm. are called to do all these things and that doesn't change but don't fear the outcome because at the end of the day i'm god i'm gonna big up for you i'm gonna have vengeance mm-hmm. for you when people rise against you mm-hmm. so just go into that situation with a heart like how i would have a heart in that mm-hmm. situation right and it's like okay yeah i should trust people in that way but then also know like not trust people in that way but trust god that no matter what happens i'm gonna you know maintain the the moral the moral and the heart and the attitude that i'm doing because whatever i'm doing to you i'm not just doing it because i'm just a good person i'm doing it because i'm doing it as a god or i'm doing it you know as a representation of god's love Mm -hmm. on earth right so then have in mind that oh this person is capable of turning on you this yeah. person is capable but don't let that change how you show up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's hard but honestly like you said that's what we're called to do like the bible says to trust no man including ourselves we like, can't even trust ourselves we can't even trust ourselves like that just ourselves. we have to surrender to god and being like okay regardless and it's hard because it's counter to what the culture and society will tell you, like, oh, you know, don't let these people use you. Don't let this. Don't let that. Like, it's a very hypervigilant culture, which is not a negative thing. But when you think about, like, being in God, sometimes the things that God will ask you to do, like, it's not going to make sense. It's mm. not going to make sense. And you have to trust that you hear the voice of God. and he is telling you to behave in this way to bring glory to him and like you said vengeance is of his and he makes all situations work for the good like god literally uses the foolish things i always say this but honestly it is even to remind myself god does use the foolish things to confound the wise and we live in a society where we think that we're so wise we think we're so knowledgeable we have all this information but like my sister Stephanie said, no revelation. So where does that leave you? Like, you mm-hmm. think you know so much, but if you can't apply it to the word of God, it's nothing. Like, the Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. So if we don't have an understanding, it's no point in thinking we know so much. Because that tricks us into believing that what God is asking us to do, we know better. And we will, we're rather going to do what we think is better as opposed to being obedient to what God said. Right. Can you imagine that us thinking that we know better than God? Mm-hmm. Yo, I had to remind myself like every second, like I do not know better than you, God. And mm-hmm. when you're going through that heartbreak, you're going through that loneliness, you're going through whatever you're doing and it's like, God, why? God, why me? What was me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read Lamentations and lament and do all these things and it's like, <laughs> There is a reason for it all. And even mm-hmm. when you're in God, I can't speak for who's outside the covering. Because if you haven't gone into the covering, this doesn't apply to you. When you're oh, going through the hardships, that's a hardship you brought on yourself now. Oh, Jesus. No, seriously. Because I know people say all things, all, but it's like, no, you open the door for that to be in life. 
No, let's be honest though, because it's like sometimes people be like, "All oh, things work out," but it's like, no, no you're not the, the full phrase. What's it? You're all? not. <laughs> you're not. Yes, exactly. Call it according to the purpose. That wasn't. You weren't doing that. So you were doing your own thing, and then calamity befalled you, and you think mm-hmm. you're not gonna lose what you sold. That's different. Yeah. But when you are know that you're doing something, and I felt that you know even in heartbreak mm-hmm. as Christians, like first of all, dating is a really hard time right now. Like yeah. I feel like dating is like that's going to war. That's another form it's, of warfare. Yes, spiritual warfare. You mm-hmm. have to you have to find the full armor of God when mm-hmm. you go on street. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how you put on the breastplate of righteousness. You can. You gotta protect that heart with righteousness. Protect, protect. The shield of faith. The shield. Listen, when you go out into this world to go and date and like, you know, people turn out to not be who they are. People posting Bible scriptures just to get your number. Like, mm-hmm. all these types of foolishness or whatever. You know, you really have to stay guarded. And even when the person's like the right person. And mm-hmm. you can God is leading me to this person. God is saying this is the person for me and all that stuff. And you, you're you going in that. You're walking in that. And I think, like, the devil, too, knows that, like, mm-hmm. the devil and God. Like, the devil kind of knows, but God knows me more. You know, mm-hmm. God created me. And he knows that, you know, it's, it's more devastating when you feel like you're literally walking in purpose and you're walking in calling to then be hit with a blow. You know, and I think about that story in the Bible where it's like, okay, God, like they're going to war, they're doing everything that God, I mean, they did open the door for calamity too, because they did, someone did in that camp, did something they weren't supposed to do, but it's like when you're walking in the purpose and the calling of God, and you're just like, wait, but wait, why is the enemy overtaking me? Why is the situation happening? Why am I falling into heartbreak? Why is the situation not working out? You know, and it, it, it's it's a different kind of pain mm-hmm. I think when it's not like, okay, yeah, I was dating this guy and like, I knew God didn't want me to talk to him, but I was talking mm-hmm. to him, I was wearing all the red flags. But when you feel like, no, God, like I was following you in this situation and I prayed about it, I fasted, I did this, I did that. And then the situation turns out to be like, you feel the devastation in the moment of whatever is going on. It hits different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that heartbreak is different but it's really a test of faith you know and I think in those moments like it's okay to go to God but if you really are his sheep his sheep know his voice mm-hmm. and at the end of the day when you come to him as a child you cry you have it all out with him he's gonna speak to you yeah and he's gonna be able to encourage you and it's like it's okay that it's okay it's okay even if that person leaves even if that person does whatever they're gonna do at the end of the day like your true source of peace and your true source of comfort you have to remember is from god and if you're resisting it because sometimes we resist in the moment because we want to be in the depths of feeling yeah. bad we're trying yeah. to get a little bit of um for sure a little for bit of a validation you feel when you're sure in, in grief, mm-hmm. you know, and we want to, especially when other people condone that too. Like, oh my god, yes, how could this happen? Exactly, oh Jesus, heartbreak ain't easy, y'all. And I think that's why, like, I realize now, like, you know, some of the things that people told you. Uh, I know our my pastor preached about this along the way, and you're like, eh, this is just highly spiritual, yeah. 
Christian fluff, Christian, you know, unrealistic things. And it's like, yes, it was unrealistic to us because we weren't walking in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yes, unrealistic to say, oh, okay, you're dating this guy, but guard your heart. It's like, "Mm, okay. You know, but when you're walking in the Holy Spirit, you're able to take all those things in. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. That's so true. And what I'm realizing essentially that we've came to in this entire conversation is that heartbreak pushes you closer to God because it shows you how much love can affect you. And Mm. that is the love that pushed God to, not push God, but that's the love that died on the cross for us. Yeah. A greater love. A greater love than that, than what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, that on the cross for us. And so because of that, we can heal. Yeah. We can heal. Yeah. Like, when I really, when you really sit down and think about, like, okay, God loved you this much, and then he died on the cross, like, I can't even go into the depth of that too much. Like, that? If you need a, a conviction, like some, you know how some people it's like, oh, they don't really feel conviction like that. Like, yeah, if you need a conviction, just think about that. Like, someone died for you and you just don't care about the way you're living your life. Yeah, nobody wants to think about. I know. I know. It's hard to think about. It's like, you know, if, and I think that's why they did Passion of Christ and they did. Yo. Like, you know, y'all have to see, no, like, that like, a, a theatrical mm-hmm. representation of what no. God was, and honestly, if I'm gonna do, it was probably worse than what we actually. Yo, what it depicted you know? like that, that. <laughs> yeah. Even you saying that, like I could just get emotional. I just see it in my head, like that. I wasn't like they did a great job because the reverence that you feel. <laughs> No, that was a movie to get all. That was the movie that they would put on. They said, "Okay, these kids, we they have bring no them rep- in. Let's let <laughs> let's bring them in. Let's." Bring them in. They definitely. I, I was just like, like, and I'm already the person that I watch regular worldly shows, and I get attached to the characters to the point where I could like certain things will happen in the show, and I cannot continue to watch because I'm so attached. God, no, yeah, I'm definitely like that. But Jesus, I said, and everything you experience, like God has experienced it, Jesus has experienced it, Mm -hmm. you know. And I remember I used to think, like, but I didn't hear about Jesus having no girlfriend, though. So, like, it's a heartbreak. I mean, people kind of say, like, Mary Magdalene was like his low-key girlfriend or whatever but i know like there's a whole thing i've definitely seen like on it was even on like national geographic like it was like a deep dive into like the unknown life of jesus like yo see like that that'd be the depth (laughs) that i can't go down because i'm just like yeah no they definitely have like those Things. And that's how I even learned about um, books in the Bible that didn't make it into mm. all this stuff. Yeah. Just happened to watch it on National Geographic. 
topic and it was talking about Jesus. It was actually very blasphemous. Honestly, <laughs> it definitely put stuff in my mind as a kid. And I think like that devil kind of tried to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely put stuff in my mind about Jesus that I know are completely like complete lies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but just wanted to sow that seed. And like sometimes the seed is dangerous because you don't know when it's going to spring forth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all that to say that you know, um, even though it's like Jesus in the story of Jesus, we don't read about his romantic life. You know, we know that that's how he felt towards us, and yeah. Jesus, Jesus felt that betrayal from Judas. Jesus mm-hmm. felt that betrayal from Peter. He felt mm-hmm. that betrayal from everyone. Oh my and God, he- no! Jesus did have a wife. The church. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. We are his bride, Ecclesia. That is true. That's literally the point I was making of like, you know, us the people being the ones that made him feel that heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You know, so like God knows what God knows what you're feeling, and you could take it to Him. He'll mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when last week when you <laughs> this did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know." Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, "But God knows it's different." And he's like, "Yeah, sure. No, you're my doubt. I feel it worse." I'm not gonna say that to God. I know, no, like even just now having a. As you grow in the spirit, I think it's so easy to look back and be like, no, like, no. But actually, when you look back and see the ways you compromise in your relationship with God, and maybe even now I will look back to what what I'm doing right now and know, like, yeah, no, I was down bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, when you can look back and <laughs> Like, no, I had some guts about me. Like, it's me going to the party on Friday, Saturday, and then trying to worship and do Bible study. <laughs> Not too much. And it's like, it's like, it's like your man going out, having his time with the mistress, and then coming back home like, baby, like, where's dinner? All this stuff. And you could smell the other woman on him. Remember huh? in Greenleaf? Greenleaf when Grace walked in, she said she rolled. <laughs> Lady May, she read her. She said, You smell like sin. She came here and smelled like sin. Sorry, God. Sorry, Jesus. Literally. We repent. We mm, repent. You didn't even have mindset to repent back then. Yeah, I'm saying repenting now for our actions. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely. Ooh, ciao. And God knows what's better for us. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like they say, man's rejection is God's protection. Right. So it's like I even think about the season I'm going through now, and it's like even though I do believe, and I'm like God, I still believe this person is for me. I still believe me in this person. I know, like, mm-hmm. what you told me. And, and even that, I had those times of, like, crying. I'm like, God, oh, but you told me that this is the one for So did that change or what? But it's like, what if the version of this person is not ready yet? 
They're not. You know, and you're trying to force something in a moment where this person is not ready. Because even though you, before mm-hmm. the God love, le- le- led and love detox, you were not ready to be nobody's anything. Mm-hmm. But yet you were trying to be. Mm-hmm. But you were not ready to be anyone's anything. And there's still ways in myself where I'm like, oh, am I prepared to be a wife? Not really, because sometimes I don't even want to get up and wash those dishes in the sink. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's going to be kids and all this stuff coming down my neck and all these things. And I'm just trying to focus on me right now. And that's even a lot, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know, like, it's God's protection of just being like, okay, like, you don't know the reasons for why it's turning out the way it's turning out right now. But just trust in me and trust that even if the situation doesn't look like what it's going to look like, remember, remember my words to you. Mhm. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, thank you guys for listening, and definitely share the different ways that you have dealt with heartbreak. Because we didn't really do practical ways, but the main thing, cry to God, because you know heartbreak, at least definitely brings tears. So just bring the tears to God. And ask him to heal your heart. Heal, mm-hmm. cry. <sighs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Just resting in his presence, though. I think that's what will really do it. You know, resting in God's presence. And don't try to use the idols in your life to soften the blow. Don't get the. It's easy to get the ice cream and to put on Netflix and just like watch Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> do all these things. Oh. No, but no, I know. Don't really be in the covering. You really need to be mm-hmm. in it, and it's mm-hmm. way easier said than done. But whatever that looks like, whatever that means, mm-hmm. um, like for me, I literally open the Bible. <laughs> I think for me, it would it just. It's like a worship song playing in the background because I can't read the Bible in that state. I'm not receiving. Like, and sometimes I would still read it out of just like disciplining myself just to like put my mind on something else. But it would be like, okay, I just listen to, I just play worship music in the back or I'll listen to a podcast or just something that's more, that requires less um, work from me, less focus. Hmm. So you just have to know yourself. Um and God meets you where you're at at the end of the day. Like there's been some times where it's like, okay, I wanna escape okay. this feeling. Yeah. What? Let's talk about that. Because I in this moment, when we say God meets you where you're at, we have used that in the community to overlook a lot of things. No. And the thing about God is Isn't God Peter? Peter? Let's take it down. God is let's in the holy of holies. Yes, let's, let's take it down some notches. Let's take it down some notches. No, I'm just saying. I was meaning it more so to say that um, God meets us where we're at in the sense that even when we try to use things to soothe, God will meet us there. So, like, if, um, like, my thing, the example I was going to give is like, okay, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch something. Even though it has like nothing to do with God, like I just want to watch things to distract myself. 
And I would still get this whole spiritual revelation and it would just bring me to God. And I'm like, that's funny. You know, that was going to be my thing. Not justifying, yeah. like, using sin to pacify. Not necessarily even sin, but even things that you know. Like, the Bible says, when you know you're not supposed to do something, you do it. That's a sin. So it doesn't even have to be this, like, oh, you know, you're doing something super bad. If you know God told you not to eat ice cream and you're eating ice cream because you're sad, because you feel heartbroken, you're sinning. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, I agree. Like, and I know, like, you were going to use it in that, in a way, that way. But in that moment, I'm like, no, people like to use that and to be like, God meets us where we're at. Like, and it's like, yeah, God is not going to meet us when we are literally going in the place that he told us not to go. No, because I think that he will still meet you. He won't be happy with you. God, he will still meet you. You are suppressing God inside of you. So it's because of the mercy of God. It's the mercy of God. And you also have to have like an ear to hear the Holy Spirit in the midst of where you are, mm-hmm. or even the spirit of conviction in you that's going to bring you to God. But at the same time, if you are continuously doing things that is taking away from taking away from even your ability to have a spirit of conviction because you know like there's a way that you can continue in sin yeah. and you have departed from God. You yeah. have departed. You have you're you're done. You've muted and just kind of taking the voice of God away, mm-hmm. you know, and really suppressed it inside of you so that you can continue doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And you have to come back to God mm-hmm. and not think. And, like, I think that there is truth in, like, God leaves the 99 for the one. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you have to want to be saved. You have to, it's a partnership sure. with mm-hmm. that whole thing. So I think, like, you know, there is a a little bit of the thing of, like, God meets us where we're at. Because, you know, even while we were yet sinners. Mm-hmm. He still died for us. Mm-hmm. And now that, that's the love of God. But at the same time, he's not going to force the blood on you. He's not. He he, you have to keep the blood. You have to choose to be chosen. Yes, exactly. And I think, and I finally am getting the understanding of, you, from the beginning of time, you were just this special creation. It's like, no, it's because you heard the voice of your shepherd and you obeyed. Yeah. That was yeah. a choice you made to be chosen. Cause, and then you chose, God chose you and you chose him. Him, yeah. And you have to continue in that. It's like, that's why the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And even the fact that they use the word laborer, it's because it's work. You have to actively pursue continuously. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to labor, then you come out of the covering. Like you said. I remember, like our my pastor saying, like you know him going through a divorce. Like he wanted to, like he he could have used women and drinking and doing all these things. And people are like, people that have gone through this, like they would have been sleeping with different women to numb the pain they would have been going out and doing all these things and you know as a christian when we face heartbreak we kind of have those things 
like I kind of do want to numb the pain I kind of do want to especially I'm like I process heartbreak in a way that's like I want to do the things that like I don't know like are, no but like certain times some some people are like the heartbreak of like what was me stay inside and like do my Netflix and do my ice oh, cream food and all this stuff and then some people are like okay, I'll do that for a little bit and then I'll be like I actually now want to be in the club even though I yeah. never liked the club I don't even want to do those things but now all of a sudden I want to do things that I don't typically do actually yo that's so true I'm remembering the first time I witnessed you experience heartbreak and that's exactly what you did like you all of a sudden wanted to go to a party and it's like never want to do that so yo that is me and literally like it literally happened this time too where it was like i met this random guy girl we're about to go on tangent number ten thousand. no i know but this for me <laughs> this, this is me gonna be a no, this is a story for another episode. We have to do it. Okay, okay, okay. You're right, you're right. But all in all, just to say that, you know, the heartbreak, I'm definitely the person that's like, yeah, everybody has their idols. And some people turn to different things. And I think, like, for me, like, or vices, I should say. Um, But I think for me, yeah, I'm like, let's do the things that we don't typically do. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's feel something. I want to feel something. I want to go out into the world. I want to be you know that girl like right now because yo actually (laughs) yeah i'm like that i definitely um i mean guys still met me there at the strip club oh my god that's what i'm saying he he, he, has the holy spirit yes obviously i'm I'm not about to sit here if you you, but you answered the call, yeah, right? And you I did. Really Imagine if you went to the strip club, and then after you got on the pole, and then after you said, "I'm gonna be a stripper now." That's true. I was, I was close. I'm not gonna lie. The flesh was trying it. The enemy was trying it, but you know, God is sovereign, and I yield to Him. I do submit to Him. So, Amen. Honestly, let's pray for that. God meets us where we're at. Mm-hmm. And he will supply multiple prophets, multiple voices, yeah. multiple watchmen, yeah. the Holy Spirit, mm. Jonah, mm. Elijah, mm. Joshua, mm. everyone. <laughs> Until then Jesus comes, then the son, the son comes and then y'all kill him. And now what's going to happen? Now he's going to come, like he said in the parable, now he's going to come and kill all of you. All of you. So that's what I'm saying. Let's end on a positive note. <laughs> 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 let's end on the positive note. Let's you know what Jesus end. said that he said y'all killed him. <laughs> oh my god, I've been watching too much Tiffany. Yo, <laughs> prophetess. <laughs> prophetess. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. What? You said let's pray into that. It what's what's the rule? I didn't say let's pray. I don't know what you heard. Oh, prophet, the prophet. Don't lie. No, like I did not say let's pray, girl. Like, don't, 
You said honestly. I said let's prophetess. Pray. I said prophetess. I maybe you misheard <gasps> it. As great. Oh, God would not have his daughter be mocked. We're gonna listen. To Girl, we need to stay back. We need to stay back because don't even try to come call God on me. Don't try to tell I God am. on me. Because you're not gonna curse me. I do I curse you. I, I, I know. God will not let him be mocked. So then, what should he do then? <laughs> <laughs> covers a multitude. Amen. And I don't know what just happened. But <laughs> I'm gonna pray. Um Lord God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for who you are. Lord God, you are the great I am, Lord God. And that means that everything that we could ever need, everything we could ever want is found in you, Lord God. So we just thank you, Lord. We just worship you. We praise you. We adore you, Lord God. And we just pray, Father, if there is anyone that is heartbroken right now that is listening, if there's anyone that's going through a terrible breakup, they're going through betrayal, they're going through rejection, Father God. They're going through loneliness. They're battling with one thing or the other, Father. Lord God, I pray that you send out your peace, your peace that passes all understanding. Lord God, your peace that the world can't even give. Nothing can give, Lord God. Nothing in this world, Lord. We pray that you pour out your spirit unto them. Lord God, you provide comfort. You provide love. You remind them that at the end of the day that there is a love that is sufficient for them. There is a love that is accepting. There is a love that will never reject them. There is a love that is provided in you, Father God, and that you are a refuge, Lord God, for us. So Father, I pray that you provide them whatever they need, whether it's a friend, whether it's a word, whether it's laughter, whether whatever it is, Father God, we pray that you send it to them and you just cover them in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, we pray that you use the words that we have said to heal and touch someone, Father, and be of good cheer towards them. In Jesus' mighty name, until we meet again, amen. Amen. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.